What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 11 for the week of April 3rd, 2022. I, of course, am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Good morning, Michelle. Good afternoon. I just woke up. I have no idea what time it is. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get it started. In case you missed it this week, Obi-Wan Kenobi will now release on May 27th and premiere with two episodes. That's kind of new. Uh, the full Disney Plus lineup has been announced for April 2022 in Canada and Season 3 of my most highly anticipated series of the year or upcoming or whatever Mandalorian has wrapped filming super stoked about that. We're going to discuss these stories, let you know what's new on Disney plus this week. And of course, bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 and 10 news blast segment, where we fill you in on all the new happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Welcome, everyone. So happy to be back. Let's kick things off uh, with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Highlights include the first episode of Marvel's Moon Knight, uh, the Disney Plus original movie, Better Nate Than Ever. Try saying that three times fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, which is based on the award, which is based on an award-winning book, and on uh, Hulu, we've got the first three episodes that were released. Uh, for the girl from Plainville, which is inspired by the true story of Michelle Carter's unprecedented texting suicide case, and also Death on the Nile, which is based on Agatha Christie's beloved 1937 novel. Uh, Death on the Nile is also available on Disney Plus in Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, first story, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to release on May 27th, and the premiere is going to be two episodes and that's a little later than it was originally announced. Like mm-hmm. you were talking to me about this earlier in yeah, the week. Yeah, two like, days they, later. They, so originally they announced it for May twenty fifth. Yeah. With one episode, but now we're at Friday, May twenty seventh, with two episodes. Two sounds better than one. It does. And I like it when you do the two episode releases. I feel like you get a little bit more. Um, you know, you get a little bit more of the story. And you're excited to. Tune well, back, you're really so. excited about a new series, and then you're like. Not just one. We're going two full hours. It's going to be good. So just to be clear, so subsequent episodes will release on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. So you get the first two episodes on that Friday, May 27th. Is that what's changed? Like originally we thought that like they were going to release them on Fridays. Yeah, so StarWars.com confirmed that the additional episodes will release every Wednesday. And... Part of the reason for this change could be because that weekend is the Star Wars celebration that takes place in Anaheim, California. And a lot of times they like to announce stuff and, you know. Makes sense. So, I mean, it could be tied in with that. We don't know. They didn't say that. But awesome. I'll wait two more days for two more episodes. Yeah, like I, I, I like I, I know what you're saying. Like it, it's good when you get the brand new series that comes out. I love it when they do the two series, two episodes to yeah. start you off. Like that just kind of gets you hyped for it a little bit more. I think. But then you're like, oh, we only get one next week. <laughs> Whatever. Still, I'm super happy about this. Like it's so cool that they're doing Obi Wan Kenobi. I can't believe that we're getting that here in just like really a few weeks. It's coming so soon. So 
Awesome. Good stuff. Um, the full uh, Disney Plus lineup has been announced for April in Canada. Are there any uh, any highlights you want to talk about for that? Yeah. So, I mean, mainly last week I talked about what's coming to United States and United Kingdom and Ireland. And that's basically the same for Canada. So we have the Earth Day specials. We have the Disney Nature's Polar Bear, Explorer Last Tip Wee, and then also the Biggest Little Farm. Those are all releasing on April 22nd. What is the Biggest Little Farm? Do you oh, even you know? Oh, you just wait. I do know. Okay. <laughs> it's right up my alley. I'm telling you, it's for animal lovers. So, and then on April 13th, we have Ice Age Scrap Tales, and then uh, The Kardashians premieres on April 14th. We also have new episodes of Moon Knight. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. That's universal all around. So um, for Canada specifically, on April 6th, you have Hardy Boys Season 1, Homeland Season 7, Seasons 1 through 6 of Private Practice, and Seasons 1 through 7 of Scandal. On April 13th, you have Season 9 of Last Man Standing, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Seasons nice. 10 through 13. I knew you were going to say something about that. Um, April Their 15th. podcast, by the way, <laughs> that the the Always Sunny podcast. I've listened to several episodes of it. I don't know if you're aware of it or not. Awesome, really. It, it's uh, I know, like I've watched what what I've seen of that show. I've loved it. I but I'm not like a consistent follower, and I should be. But it is a good show. It's one of those shows that over the years I've constantly or like it's I've been I've, on for so long too. It, it's been on. I think it started in like 2005 or 2006, but it's just like. Totally has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but it's one of those uh, shows that I always kind of, um, I would kind of forget about for a while and then like, oh, we've got like two full seasons worth to watch and then I'll like binge those and they're always hilarious. So who's on the podcast? Um, Charlie Day, Uh Glenn Howerton and Rob McEnany. They all just uh, like everyone that I've listened to. Uh It's just all Is three. It funny? All three of those guys. Yeah, they're they're just naturally yeah. hilarious people. Uh, but they they just kind of talk about a lot of the episodes that they've done. It, it might be a little bit kind of like that uh, the Office Girls podcast yeah. where they kind of like talk about the different Each episodes. Episode and they're, and, yeah. they're just it, they those guys are just hilarious. So anyway, okay, nothing to do nothing track. to do with what we're talking about. Um, April fifteenth, um, you have hysterical, uh, the movie She's the One and Stuck on You, and there's a lot more coming. So if you want to see the full release schedule, be sure to check that out at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Very good, uh, good stuff coming for Canada. And here is uh, th- this is what I was talking about a little mm-hmm. earlier. What I'm so excited about. We know that season three of The Mandalorian has officially wrapped its filming. Um, and they've been filming for quite a while, it seems like. This has yeah. been going on a year. Pl- <laughs> it, no, like, it started back in September Okay, in Manhattan Beach. So about California. a year. Yeah, well. Okay, it's been going, nine months. They had some delays with COVID and whatnot. So earlier this week, we had some social media posts from costume designers and crew members saying that filming had wrapped but then i think what confirmed and sealed the deal was carl weathers who plays grief Karga in the series he's also directed an episode for season one and season two so he did confirm that season three did indeed wrap fil- filming carl weathers is apollo creed i don't care what you say <laughs> so we still do not have an official release date but we're expecting sometime around christmas 2022 i hope that holds up um if you have not seen the mandalorian yet 
you know. What is wrong with you? If you <laughs> check haven't? it out. Seasons one and two are available to stream now on Disney Plus. Yeah, watch those. Watch the book of Boba Fett, and like, why would you even get be ready? <laughs> why would you be listening to this podcast if you have not watched that yet? So, that's such a it's such a good series. If you mm-hmm. haven't, for whatever reason, check it out. Even if you're yeah. not a Star Wars fan, you don't have to be. I feel Actually, like you can. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't even think you have to be like that huge mm-hmm. of a like. Everyone's basically seen Star Wars at this point, right? Or like, or at least knows of it. You don't even have to be the biggest no. fan of that to enjoy it. It, it. It's kind of, even though it's kind of the same, it's a little different, and it's, it's so fun. It's so good. It. I really need to rewatch these. I kind of want Let, to. Let's wrap this up now, so I can. I, I'm gonna start a rewatch this watching. afternoon. Never mind. Um, as a reminder, you can find all the articles that we've talked about and everything else that we're gonna talk about today on our website, which is what, Michelle? DisneyPlusInformer.com. Now, do I spell out the plus or do I just put of the plus sign? Of course you do. I can never P-L-U-S. remember. P-L-U-S. I'm telling you, this other website that I go to <laughs> it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I, I accidentally put the plus. took me on a whole different journey through the Down interwebs. the rabbit hole. You don't even want to know what I saw there. <laughs> anyway, right into the news blast segment, Michelle. Please. Okay, so Tim Allen's daughter, Elizabeth Allen Dick, has been cast as a series regular in the upcoming Disney Plus original limited series based on the Santa Claus films. And she's actually going to be playing her dad's on-screen daughter, which I think is so cool. So the new series was announced in January with Tim Allen reprising the beloved role of Scott Calvin and Elizabeth Mitchell uh, returning as Carol, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus. Also joining the Santa Claus cast is a series regulars Kale Penn, Austin Kane, Rapali Red, and Devin Bright. So um, Tim Allen's real-life daughter is actually going to play Sandra, his youngest child. And then she's a bit of a rough and a tumble and has a passionate sense of right and wrong and a strong connection to animals, mostly because there are no humans her age at the North Pole, which makes her lonely. This is going to start production soon, if not already. Um, we don't have a release date yet, but um, hopefully we'll have that soon. Lions Gate or Lion Lions Gates English language remake. That's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> of Francis Weber's 2006 French feature hit film The Valet is uh, will premiere on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus internationally on Friday, May 20th, 2022. The comedy film will also release on Star Plus in Mexico and Latin America on the same day. Uh, the Valet is a romantic comedy and stars Samara Weaving, Eugenio Derbez. And uh, Max Greenfield, uh, the cast also includes Betsy Brandt, Marisol Nichols, Noemi Gonzalez, Carmen Salinas, Ravi Patel, Tiana O'K, Diana Rodriguez, Armando Hernandez, Carlos Santos. Why do you give me all these names that are hard to pronounce, Michelle? Omari <laughs> Nolasco, John Piracello, and Alex Fernandez. Reggaeton, you do it so much better than reggaeton superstar Lune will be uh, making his acting debut in the film as well. The film follows a movie star who enlists Antonio, a parking valet, to pose as her lover to cover for a relationship with a married man. Uh, as a valet, the hardworking Antonio usually flies under the radar, but his ruse with Olivia thrusts him into the spotlight 
and brings him to see himself more clearly than ever before. Richard Wong directs, and the film is written by Rob Greenberg and Bob Fisher, who worked on Overboard together in the past. Uh, I've heard of that, so I've heard of the original, so we'll have to check Mm -hmm. that out. So Disney released a teaser trailer for the second season of Only Murders in the Building. This aired ahead of the Oscars last week. So the second season of Only Murders in the Building will premiere on Hulu on Tuesday, June 28th. Season 2 will also be coming to Disney Plus internationally, including Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, and Ireland on the same day. You can view the teaser trailer on the website. We have it up right now. So Season 2 will follow the trio, uh, Steve Martin and... Selena Gomez and Martin Short on a new mystery as they try to unravel who killed fellow Aconio resident Bunny in order to clear their names. We also heard a new rumor earlier this week that Paul Rudd might be appearing in season two. If that's true, that's totally cool. He showed up on some set photos, so we'll just have to wait and see. He should appear as Ant Man. <laughs> Disney Plus uh, just announced a brand new limited series, The Full Monty, from the makers of the original British hit comedy film. Uh, the UK original series will premiere on Disney Plus globally, Star Plus in Latin America, and Hulu in the US. Uh, almost 25 years on from the BAFTA winning title, the limited series will follow the original band of brothers as they navigate the post-industrial city of Sheffield and society's crumbling healthcare, education, and employment sectors. The series will explore the brighter, sillier, and more humane way forward where communal effort can still triumph over adversity. Uh, the new original series on Disney Plus will see the original lead cast reprise their fan-favorite roles including Robert Carlyle uh, as Gaz, Mark Addy as Dave, Leslie Sharp as Gene, Hugo Spear as Guy, Paul Barber uh, as Horse, Steve Huison uh, as Lomper, Wim Snape as Nathan and Tom Wilkinson as Gerald in this heartfelt and fiercely funny world of working-class heroes in the north of England, The series will also introduce a whole new cast of children and grandchildren of the returning characters. Those guys got to be 75 years old now. (laughs) I never saw the original, I'm ashamed to say. I I remember it. Like, that was when I was in high school, I think. I never saw it either. Okay, so this next story is very strange. So, apparently, Disney edited at least two violent scenes in the Disney Plus original series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This isn't an April Fool's Day joke, because <laughs> this came out earlier than that. Okay. So, apparently, two of the scenes, somebody noticed that they were, like, less bloody, less gory, less violent in their appearance on Disney+. Plus. Some people were thinking it was because of those updated parental control settings um, that were released on March 16th. However, we had an update after that, and an insider, Ryan Parker, stated that those changes were not intended to be published in the Disney Plus library and that the scenes were retracted as soon as possible. So apparently they're working on it. It was just a glitch. It wasn't meant to happen. I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> how does but how does like a glitch that's not know. meant to happen suddenly and they just like get them uploaded? Meant to happen and then like the the feedback was like so negative and maybe I I don't know, but for whatever reason apparently it's going to be restored to its original version as soon as possible. 
basically it means that we got caught changing something and <laughs> I don't know how yes you know exactly how that happened come on man it's the push of a button I, I, I don't know entirely how the, and this does not count for our 10 and 10 minutes the, the, I, the, yeah this is a timeout don't, don't this is now. a timeout they those files have to be stored as whatever in like in in the servers for Disney plus they couldn't just happen to change those accidentally someone had to replace whatever whatever the, those servers pull from that original file like, like that that's not just an accident someone did that and if they say that oh I don't know how that happened I don't know they they, they were I think they were trying to stealth edit something <laughs> and thinking that no one would probably notice and my gosh, like, how did anyone notice that? Like, someone went back and was just randomly rewatching mm-hmm. and said, this isn't how... I don't remember what I watched 20 minutes before <laughs> I watched it. And, and someone can rewatch it and be like, that's not the same yeah. drop of blood. I don't know. Anyway, time in uh, Marvel's Werewolf by Night Halloween special for Disney Plus has started production in Georgia. I assume that's the state, not the country. Uh, the official Georgia production website revealed that a Disney Plus special under the working title of Buzz Cut is currently filming. The one-hour special will not be titled Werewolf by Night, and it will receive a new title by the time the special airs on Disney Plus later this year. Like, our, like all Marvel projects, plot details are being kept under wraps, uh, lest Kevin Fahey just slap someone for releasing something. However, Gail Garcia Bernal is attached to play Jack Russell in the uh, project. The series is also going to star Laura Donnelly. Deadline suggests she could play Nina Price uh, slash Vampire by Night, a vampire werewolf hybrid who is Russell's niece in the comics. Jack Russell was the original version of Werewolf by Night who has the ability to turn into a werewolf without a full moon. Russell first appeared in the 1970s in an episode of Moon Knight, so there has been some speculation the character could make his debut in Marvel's Moon Knight series for Disney+, Plus, or perhaps even the Doctor Strange sequel. We will have to wait and see. Speaking of slaps, I'm going to talk about the Oscars. Get over here. <laughs> so Disney did earn six Academy Awards that night, and in case you aren't watching... So the Walt Disney Animation Studios in Kanto is recognized as best animated feature film. Summer of Soul uh, received the Oscar for best documentary feature. The Eyes of Tammy Faye was honored with two awards, including best actress in a leading role for Jessica Chastain and also for uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Ariana DeBose was awarded Best Actress in a Supporting Role for her performance as Anita in West Side Story. And legendary costume designer Jenny Bivon was awarded Best Costume Design for Disney's Cruella. So that's pretty cool. Jessica's, Jessica Chastain I, was so good in it that was, I kind of almost forgot that she played that. Like, <laughs> she, she was just, amazing. She, well-deserved. Well deserved. I she didn't was so think, good. I didn't really think and that her, that'd be a movie that had, I would really like. She be had too... such passion for that project. Yeah, she's... and it totally showed. And she just she she truly deserved that award. I was so happy for Both her. Both performances in that mm-hmm. uh, movie were great. Yeah, oh, everything it was really good. But I I just kind of spaced it because she did such a good job. Like you yeah. don't even think it, that that was her. 
Uh, we've got a brand new trailer for Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, which is the original feature film releasing uh, June 17th of this year. Uh, this sci-fi action adventure presents the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, uh, who, of course, is the hero who inspired the toy-inducing uh, introducing the legendary space ranger who would win uh, generations of fans. Very uh, cool that they've got like this. Seems everything I know about this movie. It seems pretty cool that they're they're doing this. this is, so this is like the origin story of yeah. Buzz Lightyear that we all know and love. That Tim Allen plays in the Toy Story movies. His toy, the toy <laughs> that he's playing, is based off of this character that is like a real character yeah. in that universe so very and very what's interesting. really interesting about this is they did announce that this is going to be for a theatrical release and, mm -hmm. and all these previous pixar films most recently um like from the start of covid had been releasing directly on disney plus instead of theaters as originally attended so um do we think that that's because they know that this one's going to be more yeah popular? but i also think like or they're know, just trying to get back to normal i think both i mean i think, I think anything like buzz light years kind of easing and maybe people are starting to get back out there more so people are going to start attending i, I think i think that buzz lightyear you know? is a and it's a huge draw. i mean the, the toy story movies are probably yeah. I mean, th those are their uh the creme de la creme of right. uh, the, the pixar movies so you know having this being associated with that like that's at least what three four hundred million dollars worldwide that they'd be leaving on the table if they just put it up on streaming so i understand why the yeah. why they're throwing that in the theaters disney is teaming up with oscar winners ron howard and brian grazer to create a disney original documentary about jim henson the project promises to be the definitive portrait of the creator of the Muppets and is being produced with the full participation and cooperation of the Henson family. That's really cool. The nonfiction project will present a fascinating and intimate look at Jim's career, creating treasured characters and revolutionizing television and film. With never-before-seen personal archives, the film will give audiences an exciting first-person view into the life of one of the world's most inspiring and iconistic creators through exclusive home movies, photographs, sketches, and Henson's personal diaries. So it's not clear yet if this is going to be a theatrical or Disney Plus release. No dates have been given yet, but this is definitely on our radar anything jim henson or the muppets or whatever i'm yeah. all for uh the guy was a genius uh the diz insider show recently shared an interesting rumor for the uh, week which suggests that we will be once again diving into the world of finding nemo so this is straight out of pixar let's just say over the next couple of years you are going to still get original content after Lightyear. Thanks to things like Cars on the Road and Doug Days, Pixar is diving into the world of series. They are getting to uh, animate and develop alongside Andrew Stanton, a Finding Nemo series for Disney+. Plus. That's the uh, comment from the Diz Insider show. Uh, since nothing's been officially announced about this, uh, that's just going to be treated as a rumor, but that would be a cool rumor. I think Finding Nemo would work really well yeah. as, a, as a series. Like, that would... 
there there's lots of cool stories you could probably go with uh, uh in that universe so very cool uh and it wouldn't surprise me to see series based on a lot of different things uh you know like as they're looking for different content to throw onto their streaming services i mean it's just going to continue to grow and grow i mean it's literally endless so that's uh that's it for all of our uh, news stories for the week um and then i i guess finally this week let's talk about um moon knight so that that's the big series that dropped on disney plus um I did not know a whole lot about Moon Knight going into this series. I I I was excited for it uh, based off of the trailers that they that they released. I I don't know enough about uh, all of the lesser known Marvel characters to to have understood like the full backstory going into it. And I will say that uh, this series like. The, the first episode left me slightly confused in certain spots about but what was going on but but it, it 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 got me very mm-hmm. intrigued and I'm on board I liked the first episode tell me a yeah. little bit about what I watched so first though. of all if you don't if you haven't watched it yet you don't like spoilers and you don't want anything revealed thanks for joining ahead. us we'll see you next week <laughs> Skip ahead a little bit because um, we might say something that you don't want to hear if you haven't watched it yet. So um, the first episode... I might always say something that people don't want to hear. <laughs> ...was titled The Goldfish Problem. It's about 47 minutes long. Keep in mind in the U.S. this has a 14 and up age rating. And then in the U.K. they have a 16 and up age rating. It's a little bit different than the U.S. But So in the MCU timeline, if you, take, um, if you, if you pay attention to this, this takes place after the events of Hawkeye. So this is, let me give a little official plot description first. So when Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee, becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life, he discovers he has disassociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Steven slash Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. So I think episode one, we really see Steven struggling with his um, disassociative identity disorder. And that's what I kind of like and, struggled with a little bit, mm-hmm. not really knowing the the backstory of it. I'm like, what is going on? He, he He's... In one place, and he, like he's hearing all these voices, like w- what is going on? That that's where I was just like kind of lost initially. But I think that's what's so cool is because you're just as confused as he is, and you're kind of going you're going along the story together. Yeah, you know, okay. you're figuring it out together as he is, right? Because you're just w- which as he is. if you're thinking about how they constructed the series, that's really good. That, that's good storytelling yeah. and, and good pacing for, for a first episode of a series. So we see him thinking uh, some of these memories are dreams. Um, we see him cuffing himself to the bed at night. He's putting tape on his doors. He's putting sand around his bed, making sure like he's not doing anything in the middle of the night that he's not supposed to be doing. And sometimes we see him just like, doing everything he can to stay up all night so he doesn't have to go to sleep. We see him going about his everyday life, 
but something is clearly wrong. We see him, he's suffering from blackouts, he, he doesn't know what day it is, etc. <laughs> um, one of these blackouts leads to him waking up in the Alps, and he wakes up with this dislocated jaw, and he realizes he's being chased. So as he's, he doesn't know what's going on, he's trying to move on and run away from these guys that he's being chased from, and he sees this crowd that he's trying to blend in with and that's where he made this mysterious character Arthur Harrow who is played by Ethan Hawke mm -hmm. and it's kind of like he has this cult like following or something and he has this uh, scales tattoo on mm -hmm. his arm and we see him and it's like almost like he takes this like cane or whatever and he puts on the forearms of people and it's almost like this king and his tattoos determine whether somebody is worthy to live or not, right? Yeah, which was very confusing watching <laughs> so that, like, what's going on. So then this Harrow, he notices Stephen and in the crowd, and he wants the scarab that's supposedly in possession of him. Of course, Stephen is confused. He has no idea what he's talking about. Also, during this time, we also hear these voices in Stephen's head that come out, and that's barking orders. That's Conchu, and that's voiced by um, F. Murray Abraham, and he was in Grand, Budapa Grand Budapest Hotel, Amadeus. He also provided voices in Isle of the Dogs and How to Train Your Dragon, just like this really iconic voice. So during this whole journey, you just feel so confused like Steven, and you sympathize with his character because you want to know what's going on just like he does. Later, I don't want to go into too many details here, but like later in the episode, we see Harold, he meets up with Steven in his place of work, which is uh, the museum, and he does the scale test on him, and he says, I see chaos inside of you, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't lead to like, life or death is just he sees chaos so that's followed by this action scene that really sets up the premise for the rest of the series all i can say is i want to see more and um, how many episodes is this supposed to be it's six, six right yes overall from what i've seen before all it does is push you forward to wanting to find out more and then if you watch the trailers and stuff you you know it's like kind of coming up with these scenes and the cinematography seems to be amazing that's coming up um what did if if you had to to score the first yeah. episode? Where so would you I'm score gonna give that an eight point two out of ten. I would give that a little bit higher, but I feel like I know that there's more coming. I know that this is gonna get better. I feel so like the, I I feel like there. the uh, e even though I was a little bit confused uh, as to what was going on, it, they did do a pretty good job. As you kind of explained, they, they did a pretty good job of, of setting up. I mean, for a first episode, it, it I, I think a lot of times you're you're meant to be a little confused because you're you're trying to figure out what's you're, going on. But they did a pretty good job yeah. of of setting everything up. Uh, you know, why why am why am I here? What's going on? <laughs> the the questions from the main character were the same questions that I was asking myself while I was watching them. So. Uh, definitely am very excited to see what's going on uh, with, with you know episodes two through six. I, I'm I'm all, I'm locked in. I'm I'm ready to go. It was very good. Um, 
So before I go on to the Easter eggs and details of the, like, what would you give it? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, it's I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I just just because even though I was confused, I I was really. I was kind of on the edge of my seat the entire time, wanting to know what's going to happen next, trying to figure out what was going on. It's kind of not just, you know, a lot of times these uh, these Marvel series are a lot of action or whatever, but there was some mystery in this, and, yeah. and I liked that. So, uh, very cool. Loved the 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 how they portrayed Moon Knightly the the costume. Like he's just very, very cool. cool looking. Uh, <laughs> You know, Ethan Hawke is 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 a great actor, so mm-hmm. I like seeing him in it. Uh, it's just I I can't wait to see where it goes. So yeah, I I give the first episode an eight out of ten. I I'll be interested to see what I think of the the series as a whole, and we'll talk about that as the weeks go along, and maybe come back yeah. and say what we would give the whole series. But yeah, eight, eight out of Starting ten. Off. Uh, I I did notice uh, when reviews dropped for. For this uh, online, a lot of people were talking about Easter eggs, which you're you're going to mm-hmm. talk about. So, I'm not going to go into all of them. And yeah, just what what are some of them? And, like, yeah. what would people be looking for? Are these Easter eggs of what people that know of Moon Knight, or are the Easter eggs of like Marvel fans, or what? What are we well, talking about? Well, first of all, I want to talk about something that caught my attention right away, and that was the song in the beginning, and that was Bob Dylan's um, song "Every Grain of Sand." So that. This was just the most perfect opening song ever. Uh, if you listen to the lyrics, they fit Harold's personality perfectly. So it just, it was a great opening. Yeah, good song. I like yeah. that. Well, and Bob Dylan, I mean, come on. <laughs> and then secondly, which I think is the coolest thing of all, is there is a secret QR code in the series. So um, there is a QR code that drops up on the screen of when Steven is his workplace and if you pause and scan it takes you to marvel.com which takes you to the Moon Knight comics series where you can read about Werewolf by Night which is number 32 and when Moon Knight first appears which is interesting about this is there is apparently a Werewolf by Night Halloween special which we talked about earlier that's uh, in production right they now. They tie everything together. They're so good. Exactly. At it. So that's pretty cool. Um, another thing is, uh, when you watch the series, you're going to be introduced to Gus, which is uh, Stephen's goldfish. And when we first see him, he has one fin. However, later on in the episode, he has two fins. That's a mystery. But more importantly, the tank is decorated with Egyptian artifacts and they relate to the, um, they connect Mark Spector to his death. So when you're watching, you know, pay attention to those little details. Another thing is Crawley. So um, we see Stephen talking to this busker that resembles a gold statue uh, in the episode and Fans thought it resembled Bertrand Crawley's comic book character. So in the comics, Crawley is a homeless man living on the streets of New York and acts as an informant to Mark. So Jeremy Slater, who is the head writer of the series, he did uh, the Umbrella Academy and stuff. He recently confirmed that that is indeed Crawley. So that's pretty cool. Then in one scene, we see Steven scrolling. He comes 
to the secret hiding place in his flat. Um, mm-hmm. And he finds a phone. He's scrolling through it. He sees a lot of messages from Layla. Um, we haven't been introduced to her yet, but we hear her voice. But then we also see a message from Duchamp. So in the comics, Duchamp is a French soldier who becomes friends with Mark. So um, for more details on episode one or how the ending, um, if you want to see how the ending is explained or read a full written review or the comic books you should read before, during, or after watching Moon Knight, we have you covered. Uh, we have some great articles up on the website, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Be sure to check them all out. Um, that it? That's it. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us, and be sure to come back next week. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com for all of the latest news, rumors, reviews, and release schedules and more. Uh, you can check out uh, our uh, Twitter at More Disney Plus. Be sure to uh, stop by our Facebook page. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, I already said questions. If you have any concerns, critiques, whatever, you can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We're going to check out of here the now, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>